There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, everyone. It's Amy Castles, and I have a very special guest today, Natul Middlebrook. Hi, Amy. It's so good to be here. So Trey is not here. Trey is working, but just the two of us, we we put two women in a room together, and we're going to fill up the conversation. I don't (laughs) think Trey would get a word in edgewise anyway. (laughs) So Natul Middlebrook is the founder of the Mustard Seed seasonings. And these are absolutely incredible pre-made put together seasoning mix. If you ever gone to make a recipe and it's one fourth a teaspoon of this and one fourth a teaspoon, Mm -hmm. you don't have to do any of that anymore. She puts it all together. She does the hard work. Tell us more about the mustard seasoning. Yes. Well, so I am a Colon, you know, I graduated culinary school. I'm a classically trained chef. Thank you. So sorry. I was going to say you are a classically trained chef. Well, I say that only because uh, I'm a mom of five and that trumps the chef in me. I mean, just like any mom, I have hard days and we have sports and we have all the things. And sometimes it was really hard for me to get dinner served. And so I started asking other moms questions like, what is the hardest part about making dinner happen? And I got a lot of answers. But the one that surprised me was, um, what's the point of cooking if it's not going to be good or if my kids aren't going to eat it? 
You know, that's yeah. really discouraging and disheartening. So it's easier to pop in the chicken nuggets and the mac and cheese yeah. and then mom eats her salad or whatever. And so I, I started thinking, well, what if I uh, create like a seasoning blend that packs in a lot of flavor? And so I dry. What makes us different is I dry my own herbs. I buy all oh my, my spices whole so that they're as fresh as possible. And I put the seasonings together. I mean, they truly are chef created for maximum flavor. There's the salt, the pepper, everything in there is perfectly formulated. But what makes this truly unique, and I haven't found anything like this on the market, is that oftentimes you buy these seasonings, but then you're like, okay, what do I do with it? Right. And so I created a recipe specifically for each blend. So when you buy a seasoning blend, like the Urban Legend, that's our bestseller. It's like our poultry potato seasoning. Mm -hmm. It's loaded with herbs. But if you buy that, there's a QR code that you literally just open up and it gives you access to every single recipe that uses that seasoning. Wow. And usually the uh, it's measured by like a tablespoon or a half a tablespoon. And it's as simple as that. The only other thing that the recipes ever call for every now and then is like a little bit of salt. Um, and salt I use really when you're sauteing onions or any yeah. sort of aromatic. It really helps the process along a little faster. And so that's why I include that. But anyway, it's getting a little technical, but I'm really passionate no, about I these seasonings. That. They're super flavorful. I just had a mom reach out to me. She goes, you have just revolutionized the way we eat at home. So that's really mustard seed in a nutshell. It's weeknight dinners with these ready-made seasoning blends. But you're not just creating the seasonings and then putting the recipe online. You're actually each week creating meal plans. Yes. And these are free on the website? Yes, they are totally free. And they're not on the website yet. You subscribe to our emails and okay. you get it dropped in your inbox. But we also put it in our Instagram and on Facebook. Um, every Friday, we drop a new menu. Oh, and the reason... Yeah, we did it on Friday because apparently a lot of you moms shop on the weekends. Yep. I shop on Mondays. Uh, that's when I get my grocery shopping done. But I heard from some people they do it as early as Friday or Saturday. Mm -hmm. And so we try to get it up on Friday so that it's there. But the reason we created the meal plans is because, you know, we all see these recipes on Instagram or Facebook and we save them, we save them, we save them, yep. but we never get around to cooking them. It's because life is so busy. And so I just wanted to break it down for people saying, here is the meal plan for dinner. Not only is it a meal plan, but it's also a grocery list. So you have oh your groceries gosh. and all your ingredients that you need. And uh, and then it comes with the recipes. So it's easy for a mom to go print it out, have it there, pick the ones she wants to use or not. Some people do the entire you know, recipe um, for the week. And so it's been, it's been really fun. It's been really great for me as well. It's helped me become more regular. And I'm a week ahead because I'm creating yeah. the meals um, a week ahead of time. But it's helped me. Even like yesterday, I went grocery shopping. It was Monday. And it helps uh, prevent food loss. Because generally, you go and you pick produce. Like, in example, I usually get a couple of green bell peppers, one or right. two red bell peppers. Um, and then sometimes they, I one of them spoils or two, of you know, because I didn't yeah. get to them fast enough. And so the meal plan, I just needed one bell pepper for the week. And it seems so crazy, but it was just for the one recipe. And that's right. all I bought, you know, because I know it will get used. So it really does prevent food loss um, for people when they kind of stick to a meal plan. Do you have, okay. And Natal has five children. Yes. Do you have all five of them at home? No, four. Oh, 
I can't believe it. Uh, I finally got to that stage. It's so crazy. I still say five, but yeah, I just four at home. Okay. So, but so you're still cooking for uh, four kids, two adults. So six people. Yes. You're still cooking for six people, probably still cooking for seven, just oh, yeah. out of habit. But you, most of my ref- recipes are six to eight people because that's what I got used to yeah. cooking. And I figured a family of four can always save leftovers. the leftovers and yes. have it the next day. Oh we hardly ever have leftovers in our house. I know us too. I, especially as my son, my 14 year old son, he's, oh, he's starting to work out, you know, he's flexing in the mirror. Oh, he's I've got one of those. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Has he done any selfies yet? And I'm like, no, Evan, oh, please. Yeah. No, he went through no. the selfie period. <laughs> oh my gosh, please. No selfies. You're, you're a boy. Um, uh, no. And then, yeah, he's like, mom, I need my protein and I'm a savage. Oh and so yes, eat, we eat a lot of meat at, at our house. <laughs> so, and I noticed, a lot of the recipes they do have uh well not a lot of them but there are some that have wheat in them but yes. but you can easily change those out yes and some of them we do have a gluten-free option i'm trying to be better about marking it tagging it gluten-free uh-huh. uh just because one of my very good friends has celiacs and so i'm always trying to be aware of you know her when i'm creating the recipes so yeah um, some of them do have wheat, but yes, absolutely. You can swap it out, but we're trying to build out our gluten-free tag so that there'll be more office, um, recipes for people. Like I just did, um, like a Salisbury steak sort of dish, but I did it with, um, I, the filler was oatmeal, mm-hmm. like just like oatmeal flour. You know, I'm just trying to think of, you know, or, or, you know, like a gluten-free cornstarch or yeah. different options for people. Most people who are gluten-free can easily make the switch too. Mm -hmm. you know, I can look at recipes and go, okay, I'll change that out with Mm -hmm. this flour Mm -hmm. and no, it doesn't always taste as great. And sometimes you accidentally use an almond flour and you should have used a cassava flour or some, or vice versa, Mm -hmm. but you know, it takes a little bit of trial and error, but for the most part, I would say people who eat gluten-free and kind of have their rhythm down can look at pretty much any recipe and and know how to change Mm. it. My friend, and you're probably aware of this, my friend who has celiac, she just discovered King Arthur's gluten-free flour. Yeah, that's amazing flour. Yeah. She it's, says it's a game changer. It's just not all the places have it, but it's yeah. really kind of changed her, word, her world because it's measure for measure. So yeah. it's such good. It ta- I know that their pancakes are amazing. They, okay. they, they taste amazing. Okay. So how many different seasoning blends do you have right now? Right now we have seven. I have six signature seasonings. Mm-hmm. So we have just like the one, the poultry. I have a Latin one. I have a Texi Mexi, which has more of like ancho chili, guajillo chili. It's delicious. And I have a my Italian. It's called Little Italy. And then a suburban curry. I call it suburban curry because I think it's super family friendly. Mm-hmm. I have coconut powder in it with a little bit of stevia. It's really mellow and smooth. And so if people don't love curry, I always encourage them to try this one because it's really family friendly. It's not spicy. And then we just came out with a uh, steak seasoning. It's called Steak It Easy. My son, the one who's in college is a steak snob, you know, and so I kind of worked with him to create like the perfect seasoning. And so I love how he's a snake, snob, a snake snob. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Steak snob. Y'all know I had my sinus (laughs) surgery last week on Wednesday. So excuse my sinusy sneak snob. (laughs) (laughs) Steak snob by college. I love that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That that was my younger sister. She grew up uh, with my parents 
love they that was the treat was to go to fine dining restaurants and then she worked in fine dining restaurants so while all of her college friends were like okay we're gonna go out to eat tonight we're gonna go to Chili's and she's like um (laughs) that's disgusting we need to go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse they're like but we're poor she's like yeah spend it all that's hilarious anyway is that she would love a steak i I don't know why he is a yeah steak i think hello he has a classically trained (laughs) chef in the family as his mother and also he's in very much an outdoorsman Mm -hmm. and so just the whole meat and how to season season well like what you hunt and all those things but yeah I don't know. He he's gonna make your future daughter in law very happy one I, day with yeah, his cooking. I I think so. He does love the kitchen. He's, That's awesome. He's good. That he's, is a gift. Yeah, that is for a gift. sure. For sure. Okay. So how did you get the name the mustard seasoning or the mustard seed? Yeah. Me. That's that's a really good question. So I um have been in ministry mm-hmm. all my adult life. Uh, all I've ever done is really nonprofit work particularly in the field of just uh, protecting the fatherless and family care and orphan care. And there's a whole story there. And uh, in 2021, uh, our work is in a a lot of our work is in Haiti. And uh, obviously, 2020, you know, everyone kind of took a hiatus. Everyone was on break. And but 2021 was a hard year for us in Haiti and our work. It's called the Hug Collective. We we work with young men who age out of orphan care in Haiti. And we were creating uh, fair trade goods at the time. And just with the way the country was going, uh, it was getting really hard to get product in and out of Haiti. And everyone was seeing the writing on the wall that that part of our ministry was coming to an end. But it felt like a death to me because when you work so hard on something, uh, for eight years, you just you're like, no, God's going to come in. Were you living there? No, we never lived there, but I was traveling back and forth quite a bit. And um, anyways, when that started to happen, it really just kind of God stripped me down to nothing. Like I saw the end coming. And at that that same year, my mom, uh, who had ovarian cancer on and off for the last 13 years, also she passed away. So it was like in one year, my ministry and my mom died. And Uh, I was doing a lot of work and, you know, you know, busy moms doing all the things. And God just really stripped me down to to me. Like the words that came to me is that I was a human doing, but I had forgotten to be a human being. Yeah. And I just went back to my roots. And really, I felt it was to serve my family. And um, and the way I serve best is cooking. I grew up Mm -hmm. in a very poor family um, uh, with an abusive dad and life was just really, really hard. And I remember in the third grade, I wrote this essay. It was a Mother's Day essay. And it was, they picked it as a winner and it got published in the newspaper, but it was called um, Three Meals a Day. And I talked all about how my mom cooked for us. And, and I just looking back, I think like, her cooking was so good. And we had very little resources, but she coaxed flavor out of the food. And so I went back to that um, cooking. In fact, my one of my seasonings is called Latin Nights. And she and I created that one together. Um, I really wanted to kind of the flavor profile like of yeah. that I grew up with. And that's it. Latin Nights. It's got an entire... Um, not bushel. What's it called? Bunch of cilantro in each packet. Wow. A dried cilantro in it. Anyways, long story short, 
After all this happened, God just kind of stripped me down to serving my family and just being. And I uh, thought, what if, what if, what do I do with these seasonings? What do I do to help moms make dinner happen? Um, how do I inspire moms to serve their families in this way? Because the word homemaker has gotten so out of vogue, right? But to be mm-hmm. a homemaker is such a privilege. Um, and so I just started thinking, okay, do I start a business? But I had never started a business before. I've never, I've all ever done was ministry. ministry. And I was scared. And it felt selfish, too. Uh, when mm. you're in ministry and then all of a sudden you're thinking about making money for yourself or out of a product, like I had a lot of inner t- turmoil about it. And one day my friend invited me to this networking lunch and this man got up and spoke and he was all over the place. He was all over the place. But God just spoke to me through him. And one of the things he said was, you know, we're not called to line up seeds in a perfect little row you know, just perfectly, perfect rows. He goes, we're called to scatter seed and just put it out there. He's like, if we just have faith as a mustard seed. And of course, you know, I grew up in church. I heard the mustard seed, Mm -hmm. but like it hit me. Like all I need is a little bit of faith to start this business, but this is what God is calling me to do. And so I called it mustard seed seasonings, obviously, because mustard seed is a spice also, but Mm -hmm. it, to me, it's, the amount of faith it took for me to start this business and also the amount of faith it takes for moms to believe that they can do this. I think we've just been fooled into thinking fast food or you know, yeah. going through the drive through or I can't cook and I can't make this happen or my family's not going to eat it, but we were called to do this. And so I think it takes faith and courage to step up to the stove and believe you're going to serve something that's going to feed your family's soul and their bodies. I think we underestimate the value of a family meal together. Mm. Before we started this podcast, uh, Natul asked me, you know, what was the connection between, you know, her and where, what she has to bring and our health and wellness podcast. And I said, well, it all starts at the table. Mm-hmm. It starts at the family table. Mm-hmm. What's the point of mom you know, it's it's a trend thing to do for mom to it's it's not uncommon for mom to be on Instagram and join a fitness challenge and mom's doing 30 day fitness challenge to get in shape. And then the rest of the family is eating all their stuff. Mom's eating something different. Mm, that mm. is one thing I never wanted my kids to see. I didn't want them to see me eating something entirely different. Mm. I may have eat something altered a little bit. Yes. You know, for me, if it's spaghetti night. I mm-hmm. eat spaghetti squash. Mm-hmm. I don't even have the gluten-free pasta. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't want, like like the way it feels on my stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd rather have more vegetables. So mm-hmm. I eat spaghetti squash. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine with stuff like that. But it's important that it starts at the table. We are together as a family at the table. As that is definitely something I'm very thankful for. Growing up with my mother as well, mm-hmm. she always had uh, a dinner on the table mm-hmm. for all of us, and we. We ate most nights together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the table, it Eat. makes it makes a difference. And of course, we're not trying to guilt anyone. We we recognize that there are busy schedules and people yeah. are doing the best they can. But studies show that at least two or three meals together a week, right, is yeah. uh, so it just produces so many good things in our teens. It makes them more confident. It makes them better eaters. It make, it helps them be better students. Um, just two or three times a week. And 
I've heard families say, well, we don't have a night. Well, then make it breakfast. Make breakfast uh, yes, time yes. The, the table time. It doesn't have to be dinner. That's so. that's kind of been our philosophy too, because the kids are have some kids in high school, or I got a high school, a junior high, and then an elementary. Mm-hmm. And so the high school kids, they are, or the older kids, they are games. They are wanting to see the the next game that's played after their game. Mm-hmm. So we've got Tuesday, Thursday, and then my husband and I have an event that we're going to on Friday. And then we also have something on Saturday. If you look at that, that may only be Monday and Wednesday that we have a family mm-hmm. opportunity to have a family dinner. Mm-hmm. Well, Wednesday night, I teach yoga. Mm. <laughs> so that leaves Monday. And Monday, Trey gets home from work somewhat late. Well, I'm going to look at, okay, Monday and Wednesday, I teach yoga at seven, but I could do something if I have dinner ready early. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm not eating with them just that one time, yes. I mean, I, I eat all meals mostly with them, but I'm not going to go eat a big old spaghetti dinner before I teach yoga. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but there's also, like you said, the breakfast. There's mm-hmm. Sunday morning breakfast. Mm-hmm. There's Saturday morning breakfast. Mm-hmm. Or even there's breakfast b- before school. Yeah. So I'll have the kids sit down together. I tell them a certain time and then sometimes we'll sit down with them, but at least they're sitting down. So I'm just trying to create as many opportunities for the family members of two or more to eat together. That's, and that's very well said, create opportunities Mm -hmm. together. And that's the best we can do. Even if it takes, you know, on a Sunday, looking at our calendar and saying, when can, when can we eat together? When can we do things together? Um, we weren't meant to eat alone. In fact, the word company, if you break it yeah. down, it's um, Latin for um, come and then pane, which is bread. So it's the one who brings the bread along. Oh, I love it. And we were meant to eat bread together in community. In fact, if you you know look at the gospel, Jesus, the, his alone time was spent in prayer with God. But what, what signified his ministry was eating and yes. drinking with yes. people always. And, and that's what we're called to do. And we're called to start with our families. And uh, it's interesting because all my work in orphan care, the theme, and I think you could agree just from a little I know of you, mm-hmm. is um, it just does boil back to family care. You know, we, yep. uh, how do we prevent these things from happening? Well, it's ministering to the entire family. And it starts with ours. I mean, Mother Teresa said, said it, if you want to change the world, go home and serve your family. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard for ambitious moms to do. We want to change the world. We want to do this. But we fail to realize that our world starts in our family. And it's our children that know us best. So you can be doing a load of good work outside of your home. But if you're not doing it in your home, it's hypocrisy. It's, you know, there's, there's just a lot to be said about that. Even if it's just mom and one child or just dad and one child, mm-hmm. you're still just, just two people is all you need. Absolutely. And if, so if one kid is not there, don't blow everything out of the mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, everybody else still counts. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just two of you, it still makes a big difference. Oh, yes. You said earlier, or you said in what you wrote to me that when you feed your family, you're actually feeding the world versus feeding the world trying to feed a family. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate on that? I think you just did a little bit. But. Yeah, no, for sure. I, well, because we're creating disciples within our home. Mm-hmm. So we're feeding them. Uh, we're, we don't know what, that, what 
they're going to do with that. I mean, I think of my mom, she didn't, she was just doing what she knew to survive and beat us. And it changed so much of it's, it's, I am who I am because of something as simple as, you know, eating my mom's food. And so I, that's what I mean. It's you're changing the world through your children. And sure, I believe we're all called to do things outside of our home. Uh, but it just, it starts in, in our home. And, and that's what I mean. It, you know, I was doing, if I'm being really honest, when I started my work in Haiti, I had to leave my children quite a bit. You know, I would, we were starting a business in Haiti. We had a ministry and my children would go on occasion, but they really weren't a part of that. And my mm-hmm. husband confessed to me years later that they felt when I came home with all these stories and the children that we were helping, they felt a little bit like outsiders. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I don't know how I could have prevented that, but they needed to know that their mom's first ministry. And, and for a while, I don't think they were, you know, it's, it's, it's all of a a balance. So that's what I mean by that. I think we underestimate the value of our very simple needs and our senses. Whenever we first started this podcast, I think it was like maybe three or four in. I talked about vacationing and how when you go on a new vacation, you are smelling different smells, Mm. you're tasting different foods, you're hearing different sounds, you're feeling different weather. Mm -hmm. And all of those senses, these God-given senses are so important and they're so valuable and they bring so much, they bring life to us. and we can't underestimate the value of tasting good food mm-hmm. and especially with people that we care about. Mm-hmm. It is the center point to all celebrations. I don't know of a single celebration celebration where there's not some sort of good food to mm-hmm. be celebrated. Mm-hmm. Traditions pretty much all have foods. If, if I, I can name a holiday, 4th of July, was the first thing that comes to your mind, hamburgers, hot dogs. Uh, chips, you know, fruit mm-hmm. bowls. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there's just there's food is is at the center of every part of humanity yes. since the beginning. It's our survival, but it's also our celebration too. Absolutely. And it's how we express love. Um, when I go to someone's house and they've made food, I it tastes so good. I mean, they have to be a really bad chef, but it's not just same. And no one ever invites me to their house because they say that they're um, intent. I, I always love it when people invite me over and they don't care that I'm a chef or whatever. And they still, because it's so good. It's just like a sandwich is always better in someone else's house for some reason. So much better. They they cut it different. (laughs) It's just so much better with dinner. It's the same thing. It just tastes so much better. I, um, you said two things. One, you can't underestimate the value of tasting good food. I think it was Julia Childs that said, in order to cook well, you have to learn to eat well. Mm-hmm. You know, you really have to appreciate. And I think sometimes we get stuck in a rut. You know, we forget yes. what good, real food tastes well, like. Well, we go, we have, especially as busy moms, I mean, we're feeling it this year because we have our older two that are in five day a week school now mm-hmm. and they've got all these activities. And we're running around just like chickens with our head cut off. Mm. And I have to be prepared. I can't, and I I get sick of food easily. So I don't like to eat the same thing every week. I mean, Mm -hmm. we haven't had spaghetti in probably a month and I'm still not ready for it. 
So, <laughs> but some people have spaghetti every single week. My husband yes. grew up on seven meals rotated through yes. and he was perfectly fine with it. Mm-hmm. But I just, I can't do can't it. Do I get tired of food really mm-hmm. easily. So I have to be able to balance that along with also being crazy busy. So for me, my Friday starts with my meal plan for the next week. Mm-hmm. So on Fridays, I like to know and general idea of some of the things that I am going to cook the next week. So I'll sit down with my cookbooks and I've got four of them out or something. And I've got my book and I'm writing down page numbers. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday, and so I break it up like this so that I'm not having too much work. Then on Saturday, I'll just make my grocery list. Mm-hmm. Then, or I might do that at the same time, but regardless, Saturday, I make my finish up my grocery list. And then I will order the groceries or I'll go shop for them on Sunday mm-hmm. after church. Okay. And then that way, Sunday, I can either meal prep or Monday, I can meal prep. Yeah. But if I try to do, decide what we're going to have, make the grocery list, go buy the food, unload the food, prep the food all in one day. Oh, yeah. It's just not going to happen. So I love the idea of your Friday Mm -hmm. meal plan release. Mm -hmm. And then you have uh, your grocery shopping list, which is Mm -hmm. incredible. Mm -hmm. And then cook. I'm a huge believer in getting our kids to learn how to cook. Yes. Boys and girls, they both should learn how to cook. Mm -hmm. And I, I tell my kids that. So if I have some recipes that I can just, I can set out the recipe and say, tonight's your night, you're cooking dinner. Mm-hmm. And I'll do it based on they don't have a game that night or a ton yeah, of homework. I love that. Yeah. I've heard someone else do that. I, I don't. I haven't done that. My look, my girls cook with me, but I've yeah. never said it's time for you. And I probably should do that. Oh, I Avery at twelve, uh, eleven, no, eleven years old. Uh, she, we told her that um, she gets to make dinner tonight. So she went in there, and I, she was in there for hours. I don't, oh. I, I was postpartum and I, she was in there for hours. She had cookbooks out. She made a rack of ribs with homemade barbecue sauce, oh my a goodness. salad, mashed potatoes, and a big cake. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Yes. I, at 11 years old, but you know, it started out with us, um, doing the nasty Sorry if anybody likes these blue apron meals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we were doing some of those. And so we would just set out the exact ingredients because it all comes with the exacts. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she started out learning how to follow recipe right there. Mm-hmm. So this should be perfectly fine. We can easily just tell her where the stuff is. Yeah. Tell my son and then let them cook dinner. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you have little kids and you need to do it all on your own. But there's ways that you can look through the recipes and say, okay, I can go ahead and pre-prep this. Oh yeah. I can go ahead and chop these vegetables. Yeah. So when somebody says that they meal plan or they food prep, that could mean so many different yes. things. I am not. So something about me, you know, you get to be a certain age, you know who you are, you know who you're not and yeah. what you're going to stick with. I did the meal prepping thing for a while, but it honestly was overwhelming. Uh So I do in our emails that we send out every week, I will say, go ahead and chop up your onions on Sunday and then, you know, put them in a plastic container so that, and then just grab a handful or whatever there. I do put little tips and shortcuts that I do 
but I don't dedicate a day to meal prepping. H-E-B sells frozen chopped onions, yes, by the way. They're I have not organic, that. but... Yes, I, ha- I have heard that. And now I put those shortcuts in the recipes too. For oh, instance, nice. I just made a... Um, ground turkey and sweet potato chili in a slow cooker last uh-huh. week. And I chopped up my sweet potatoes, but you could easily just go buy the frozen sweet potatoes. I mean, I'm always trying to think of the mom who just doesn't have a lot of experience cooking or just doesn't have time. Yeah, There's and a s- lot of single mothers out there that, mm. I mean, they're coming home with three kids. They're piling in at I six can't o'clock. Even imagine. Yeah. And they're exhausted. Yes. And so some of the meals, I have a lasagna stew that is so ridiculously simple. You you think you forgot a step. Yeah. So I have some recipes like that because um, really the point is, and this is what I tell moms, even if you just do one a week, uh-huh. if that is a win for you, celebrate it. We also provide um, every week table talk questions. I, I saw that. I love that. Yeah. That so, so it's cute. just, you know, we all have done the high lows or, uh-huh. you know, how was your day? Well, they're good. That's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so the table talk questions are really simple, but it always surprises me where they go. And I have high schoolers and I have one as young as nine. They work for all ages. I mean, obviously not two or three years old. It's toddlers. Really, our target is um, school age, you know, moms with school age children. So do your kids help come up with the questions for that? Because that would be genius. Um, they do. I I run them by my teenage girl especially you know <laughs> yeah. but even if they think it's ridiculous sometimes i i think no they, you're just looking for you know to get an answer and you you discover things about each other that you didn't really you didn't yeah. really know and so those are there uh we're still working on those we actually if you go to mustardseedseasonings.com the pop up there if you subscribe you get i think it's like 20 table talk starters that you could just print off and have them on the table and if you do one if you do two, yeah. you know, we, just, we usually get through one, maybe two a night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just a way to connect with your teens and, you know, get off script a little bit. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned this earlier, but I want to go back to it. Do you grow your own herbs? <laughs> I did. When I first started, I'm I was like, like, that's really impressive. I have a huge herb garden. Okay. And some of them are good and some of them are not. <laughs> I, I started off with my cilantro and parsley growing all of them. And uh, it just the business grew fat. I can't keep up with yeah, it. Like no I way. would have to have a farm, but right. it's not out of the question in the yeah. future. I, I love the idea because they taste so much more. They're it, just better. Uh, it, honestly, of my whole garden, my favorite part is the fresh herbs. Mm-hmm. I go out there and just mm-hmm. grabs a big bundle of different fresh herbs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are like, how do you know what? To- I I don't know. I'm just grabbing a ton and I just chop it up and mix it with Put olive it oil and I salt, love it. Yeah. salt and pepper and garlic and, you know, season something with it. I love that. It, it, the fresh herbs taste amazing, but mm. it is it is it can be challenging for some of the herbs. And, you know, then they start going all crazy and then you don't know what to do with it or they get leggy and then they dry out. So you know, they, they run their course. Yes. So, but and they're, and then they're like cilantro, you know, that's seasonal. You can't grow it in this. Well, I, you know, if, if it gets too hot. So I love the dreaminess of being able to grow my own herbs. And I did at first, yeah. but I, there's just no way. And so, but I would eventually like to, because you need, you use less of them because they're so much stronger than what you can get at the store. Well, I love your mission. Thank I you. love how you've taken your your passion for mission passion for mission mm-hmm. work and brought this into your business 
And what is the future of mustard seed in in relation to your ministry? Uh, well, a couple of things. One, you know, you have to trust the process, and I get distracted easily. You know, mm-hmm. I I can be doing something, and then I'm like, oh, 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 I want to do this, and I really feel like the season I'm in is grow mustard seed, grow your audience, let mom more moms know about this. And then the time will come to attach it to the ministry. And really my vision for it is I want to create a seasoning. Um, and I haven't decided whether it's going to be a Haitian Creole seasoning. Uh, the bulk of our work is in Haiti. And if you don't know this, Haitian Creole cuisine is absolutely amazing. And Haitians take so much care in their cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, and the flavors are masters of flavor. And um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So I want to create a Haitian Creole seasoning where 100% of the profits go into uh, meeting the needs of the fatherless in Haiti to start off with. And so I'm really excited about that. that. Um, I would like to get more of the Haitian community uh, in the U.S. to be aware of the Mm -hmm. work that we're doing. And they're all foodies. So I just think that would be a great thing. And so really love Caribbean food. Yes. I and I am going to come up with a Caribbean seasoning. Uh, You know, it's hard sometimes to come up with a seasoning that captures like an entire. Yeah. You know, like people have been asking for Asian seasoning. I'm like, well, how do I come up with You know, I'll have to come Uh up with different ones. But anyway, so that's really the vision and to create, you know, once if a mom can feel like she has a handle on her household, if she's, you know, right, providing, then you can look outward and say, okay, how do I help? What do I do? How do I use my resources to bless? And um, I, I think that's how I'm building mustard seeds. I'm trying to grow strong roots and really create, identify with mothers. And then we're going to look at this and go, now, how do we help others? How do we help other families come to the table. And so that's, I'm just, like I said, it's a step-by-step process, but that is the future. Um, one thing I didn't mention here is I do cooking classes from my home in Montgomery. What, sign me up. I'll be there every week. <laughs> well, you know, at first I'm like, I'm just going to try them uh, here and there, but I get requests all the time. And it's something yeah, that I've been that's really hard been to do about. That people don't really do them because it's hard. They're hard. Yes, they are. For you. Oh, yes. But uh, they're fun. They're really fun. I just hosted a couples class that was so much fun. We did a back to back class, and uh, there's really there's not any cooking schools around here anymore. Yeah. There used to be, and so uh, if you want to learn more about that, you can go to mustardseedseasonings.com and there's an event like uh, a classes page. Okay, so I'll be updating that soon. Oh my gosh, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, so we're doing a bread class soon. Uh, of course, people still want to know to, you know, make like the sourdough, sourdough bread. Okay. okay. And uh, listen, the zombie apocalypse is over. You do not have to go pioneer and make your own bread. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, Wait. I'm kidding, though. But remember when no. COVID first oh. hit and we were all like the world is ending. And yes. trust me, I was in it, too. And believed a lot of the crazy stuff we all did, and and I gained, I gained like ten survival. pounds in 2020 from all the pasta and bread that I made that I have not been able yes. to lose. Mm. I, I ordered a pasta. I'm like, we're gonna have to. Grocery stores are gonna be empty. Like we're yeah. not gonna. We're gonna oh, have yeah. to um, make our own breads and pastas and and yeah. all of it. Yes, but you know, it's interesting because you know I, I buy bread from the grocery store or whatever, but 
there is something so beautiful about being able to make, even if it's not sourdough, honestly, yeah. just making, taking three simple ingredients yep. and watch it transform into something like warm and fragrant and fills your oh. belly and your soul. Like there's something really beautiful about the process. Yeah. And I think uh, every person should experience that. It's, it's really, it's cool to, it's kind of like growing your own you know, yes. produce. It's that feeling of satisfaction and connection. Well, I feel bread does that as well. Bread and wine, both. In- they're well, they're both pieces of art mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, both pieces of art that are so simple. I mean, to think that wine comes from grapes—that's right. it. Yeah. You know, and it comes. It's so complex based on where it comes from, the person who grew it, how they trimmed it, how they stored it. I don't know. I just think it's really cool and fascinating, and I think it all ties into what you were saying: just health and wellness, just the well-being yeah. of our of our bodies and our minds and our communities. I know this podcast has been going for a little while, but I just want to say this. We have some friends that um, one of the things that they, they have a really strong marriage. And one of the things that they do together all the time is cook. Mm, mm -hmm. And they take pride in deciding what they're going to have and getting excited about it. And it may not be every single meal. But then they cook together. Mm-hmm. So they've got music playing. Oh, yeah. You know, glass of wine. Mm-hmm. And then they're making this meal together. Mm-hmm. And then they're enjoying it together with their kids. Yeah. And I think that is so beautiful and so special. Mm-hmm. And Trey and I have been trying to get to that point. And we're, we do it. We're in, we're in town because we've been out of town or somebody's had surgery in our house. So, um, but, you know, you fall off and you yeah. fall out of rhythm as a family. But don't be afraid to get back up knowing that you're going to fall again. Oh, it's yeah. OK. That's mm-hmm. that's life. And yeah. your health is going to constantly ebb and flow. Yeah. Your the family health is going to ebb and flow. Yeah. The one of the best things that I know we can do is more family meals. Yeah, for and sure. That is. And I goal. love that you're saying that because there are different seasons. and. You know, guilt rarely motivates in a good way. I always say, see as a see it as an invitation. Yeah, if the invitation arises for you and your husband to be able to cook and it flows and it works beautiful, yeah. um, and if it doesn't, it's okay. Find something yeah. else to do together. I mean, I'm sure you and Trey do other. I mean, y'all do this well, together. Trey hates cooking, yeah. so, so it's yeah. it takes a lot of mental preparation for him yeah. to say, okay, well. Mm-hmm. Together, and some people I have just to kind don't of drag like him. He, I mean, some he has to take a like deep it. breath. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had a friend that's passionate about sewing, and she brought her sewing machine over, and actually, she made me pull mine out, and she oh. tried to teach me to sew. Oh. And while she was teaching me, I just wanted to tell her, I'm just so okay with getting this altered somewhere else or buying <laughs> new. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is how people feel about cooking. Like yeah. when I'm trying to. And that's part of the reason I keep my recipes so easy. So she needs to come over with her sewing machine <laughs> and sit at the table while you're doing all of your food preparations. Yes. And then y'all can each be doing your project, but spend time together. Yeah, for I sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. And where can they um, access your website again? Can you? Yes, it's uh, mustard seed seasonings with an S dot com. And if you want to dive a little deeper, uh, you can also go to natulmiddlebrook.org where I talk a little bit more about the spiritual side mm-hmm. of eating together and why family time is so important. 
And then you're also on Instagram. So find the link. The links will be on your website. Okay. Yes. Mustard seed seasonings. Uh, We're on Instagram. We post recipes every day Uh and share our table talk. So yes, definitely follow us there. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. All right. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast and I hope that you'll be inspired to create some amazing family dinners together. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly. There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.